the 19th of April, 2007, episode 74. The Rookie Designer, with your host, Adam Hay. Let's take a look at the starting lineup. Being in the profession that we're in, there are several opportunities for us to make money and get our name out in the public by simply doing what we do. With just a few marketing strategies, we can start turning our hours of work into dollars and cents. In this episode, we'll discuss how to turn your work into profits in advertising. A couple announcements before we get started. Uh, The first of which, I wanted to kind of allude to the fact that some different things are going to be happening here in the in the future, and one of those is I'm hoping to bring one of my friends in who is, of course, also a designer, and he's actually going to be in the studio with me, and hopefully we're going to do a little interview, and I'm hoping that he'll actually sit in with me on a couple of more shows so we can get kind of a different perspective. You guys always hear what I think all the time, and while that may be good, uh, I think it's good to hear other people's perspectives maybe on the same topic so that we can kind of have some back and forth and maybe you can learn a little little bit more from that. So I'm hoping my friend will be into that. Uh, He's been designing longer than I have. A very good designer. He's been doing, he's been in freelance mainly for a long time. And I think I've actually, uh, I think I've actually talked about him before unbeknownst to him, but uh, his practices and what he does because he basically supports himself with his freelance, which I thought was very cool. So uh, hopefully he'll be in, uh, I'm hoping next week will be the first time he's on, and then uh, hopefully, you know, at least a few times after that, he can sit in and and talk with me and share his ideas on the topics that we're going over, so that would be cool. The second thing is quick tips. I have taken some of the quick tips videos off the feed, kind of like we did on on Rookie Designer here. Uh, Again, I want to keep the feeds nice and tidy. If they start getting too big, they could possibly get kicked out of iTunes or not work. So that's obviously not what I want. So what I've done is instead of making the archives on my own site where I have to host it, I've actually harnessed the power of a new website that I've found that is very cool. And this website is called Rever. That's R-E-V-V-E-R. And this is basically just a video sharing site. There's tons of them out there these days where you can upload your videos, kind of like YouTube. You upload your videos, they host them for you, and then people can go and watch them there. And uh, I checked it out. It has very, very good quality. You can watch it either in flash format or in QuickTime. Um, Like I said, the quality is good. They did downsize the video, so they are smaller, but I still think you can can get the gist of what's going on. And uh, again, the quality was not lessened. It still looks very good. Um, so if you need to go get the first one through 20, which I've taken off the feed now, if you weren't able to get those before now, you can go to rever.com and just search for quick tips and you'll be able to find them there. Now there's an extra thing here and this is kind of the, this is kind of the reason that I wanted to put them up there and have people go watch them there is they actually tack on an ad at the very end. So if you watch the whole video all the way through, there's going to be an ad at the end. And hopefully it will be something that's, you know, related to what we do. I think I I watched one and one of them was register.com. So that was pretty, uh, I think that was pretty in line. You know, people that do what we do, you're, you're going to be buying some domains every once in a while. 
If you're interested in that product or service, please click on the ad because that actually helps me out. So um, if you don't know what PPC is or pay-per-click, I just told you there, uh, you can you can pretty much figure out why I need you to click on that thing. So if you watch the videos all the way through, just uh, give me a little click on there and that'll actually help me out. But you know, in any case, uh, if you if you weren't able to download those videos, then you can find them up there. I know I probably sound like a broken record saying this every time, saying it twice every time, but I really need you guys to tell your friends or tell your acquaintances that are into graphic design, tell them about this podcast. Um, this is the only way I have of spreading the word about this thing. You know, we do what we can to try and get write-ups in magazines and on websites and that kind of stuff, but it doesn't always work out. And I think really the better way to go about this is just word of mouth and having people tell because... When you tell somebody about this, you can tell them the reasons why you listen, the reasons why you like it and think it's a good resource. So please tell people that you think would be interested in this. Tell them where it is. Tell them how to subscribe and all that good stuff, and I would appreciate that. Again, we also have our email program going on, and we are going to use the same email address as last week, and that is editorial at comarts.com. That's editorial at comarts, C-O-M-M-A-R-T-S dot com. And that is for Communication Arts Magazine. And again, just asking that you send a letter to them, send an email to them, telling them why you like this podcast and telling them that it's a good resource and maybe throw in the URL so they can actually find it and go look at it if they want to. Uh, But just kind of ramping us up so that uh, maybe they might write something in their publication or something to that effect. I think we're going to kind of go in a little different direction. I'm going to change up the email next week. So uh, if you want to send out to this place, please do it this week, and uh, hopefully it'll spawn something. The last thing is the sponsor for today. Our sponsor is GoToMeeting. And GoToMeeting is a great little tool on the internet. Uh, You actually download a a small little program, install it, and uh, you can host meetings with people who are not in the same area as you. Basically, you can host meetings with people in different cities, different countries even, and you all feel like you're in the same room because what you're doing is sharing your computer screen. They're seeing what you can do on your computer screen. And very cool things, you can even share the keyboard and mouse. You can pass the controls to someone else so that they can kind of go through and show what they're thinking about something. Uh, It has a flat fee price, meaning you don't have to worry about how long your meetings are. You can just pay that one price and you can meet as many times as you want for as long as you want and not have to worry about how many minutes your meetings are lasting or anything like that. Now, we actually use this tool at my work, and it's very handy because um, in the way that they use it, they actually have a couple of different products. Uh, They have one called GoToWebinar, and basically that's the same exact thing, but it allows you to have more people viewing. So when we do training on how to use our uh, online software at my work, that's what they use. And it's all live and people can, you know, ask questions while they're doing it, which is very handy as well. But it's the same kind of concept. I mean, if you whether you want to have a whole webinar for for people to watch or whether you want to have, you know, just a small little session, a little meeting to show people your ideas, it's a very, very handy tool. Now, they're actually offering a free 45-day trial of this software. To find that, you just need to go to gotomeeting.com forward slash podcast. That's gotomeeting.com forward slash podcast, and you fill out a little form and you can download the software and try it. Now, uh, I think I mentioned before, there's a little caveat to this. For those of you who are on a Mac, 
you actually cannot download the software and host a meeting from a Mac as of now. Now, I contacted customer service and they told me that there is a program in the works to be able to use it on the Mac. But what you can do right now, you still can attend a meeting because you do that simply through your web browser and uh, you can join the meeting and watch everything that's going on. You just can't download the software and host it yourself. So I thought I'd throw that out there so people don't go download it and then get frustrated when it doesn't work. But they assured me that there is something in the works. So uh, for those of you on PCs, definitely go out and try that. And uh, hopefully you'll like what you see. So today's show was inspired by a listener. Somebody wrote in and basically wanted to know, how can I monetize my skills? How can I make money with what I know how to do? And obviously that's a big thing. That's what we're trying to do. That's why we go to school and learn all these skills or teach ourselves out of books or from video tutorials or anything like that. It's ultimately our goal is we want to become better designers, but ultimately we want to make money, pay the bills, and maybe even have some left over at the end to take a vacation or two, you know? So this is a likely question. How do we, how do we turn our skills? How do we turn that hard work into hard earned cash? And I think that being in the field that we're, that we're in, we're in a very good position. There's lots of different things that we can do. Now we've talked about when you go looking for a job, there's lots of different things you can do. There's lots of different ways to specialize yourself. Uh, there's also many jobs these days that require you to know several different things. But, you know, knowing all those different things that you know, you can also go into several different very specialized jobs. And I think that kind of applies to actually going out and doing things on your own as well. And we're going to talk about some of those things today. I think the ability for us to design really gives us an edge over others. And the first people I think about when I think about that is marketing people. Marketing people know how to build great strategies for brands and for, you know, advertising things and for getting things out there and making people think that they want it or think that they need it. They're very good at those types of things because, but you know, that's where it ends. They can't actually go out and make things. You know, there are marketing people who know graphic design, but people who are, that's their main job and that's what they've been studying for years. The people that I've worked with, that that's their goal is to be great at marketing, don't know a lick of graphic design. In fact, they're horrible at it. And, you know, as I've said, I've been in a couple of jobs with marketing people and I have to teach them about certain rules of design because they start trying to put, you know, 10 paragraphs on one ad. So I think we kind of have the edge because we are the creative people. We are the ones that can actually make stuff. And if we learn a little bit of that marketing, then we can make our skills go even further. There's so many different outlets these days for us to be able to sell things or make things and put them up and, and monetize it in some fashion. And the other thing is, it's very easy these days to make yourself look a lot bigger than you are. You can make your business look very big. And of course, that's done through the internet and it's done very easily. We can, we can harness the internet to sell all kinds of things and to advertise ourselves uh, the only the only downfall there is we have to bring people to our site. So that kind of brings me to the point of where are we going to sell what we're making? Where are we going to sell our goods? And I think the easy answer to that is the internet. There might be some older people that listen to this podcast that might not be 
fully in tune with what's going on these days, but I think most people are, especially those younger kids who grew up with the internet. The internet is where it's at. That's where everybody is. Uh, it's where a lot of people buy most of their goods these days. The days of having to have a brick and mortar store are over. If you want to start a business, you want to start a shop, you don't actually have to have a physical store anymore. You can do it all online. And again, the one thing that you have to think about, though, is how are you going to get these people to your site? If you have your site, you can sell your stuff. You have the skills maybe to make your own site, to make all the products that you're going to be selling on that site, but you also have to have the ability to get people to go there. And you're going to do this by doing things like advertising uh, in local papers, maybe magazines. That, of course, is going to cost you money. Uh, word of mouth is a great way to do it, but it takes longer. And you have to plea with people, kind of like I do on this show. You know, you have to say, please tell everybody that you know about my store. Tell them to go to this website. It takes a while, but sometimes that works good. It really depends on what you're doing. If you have a real niche market, let's say you're making uh, something like, I don't know, abstract art t-shirts or something like that, you're going to have to, you're going to want to plant a seed in that community and hopefully they'll be talking to each other. Uh, if it's on a grander scale, I mean, it's going to take a longer time. If it's something that's a little more mainstream, it's really going to have to be something spectacular for people to be like, whoa, man, this is so great. I'm going to tell all my friends. So basically any way you can get the word out, though, that's what you want to do. And we're going to talk a little bit more about promoting ourselves as well a little bit later because obviously there's lots of ways for us to do that with the skills that we have. Now, I kind of want to go back, uh, do a little bit of history for this, and talk about the dot-com crashes. And if you don't know, hopefully you're not this young, but that'll make me feel really old. But if you don't know what a dot-com is, it was uh, it was kind of like a business craze in the 1990s. And it was businesses that primarily sold all their goods on the web. And this was like the first time this was ever happening. It was businesses, like I said, that didn't really have, you know, a storefront or anything like that. They were making whatever they were making and they were selling it all on the internet. Uh, they could have possibly had salesmen that went out on calls as well, but most of this was done through the internet. And that's why they call them the dot coms, because everything was so-and-so.com. Uh, obviously, this thing didn't last because you don't see these things out there anymore. There was a bunch of these businesses that were kind of didn't have the, the greatest business plans. They didn't have solid plans for what they were going to do. They kind of just had this uh, great idea. Oh, let's you know make this product and let's sell it. And uh, obviously, it didn't work out too well for them. But I think the very good thing that came out of this is it really kind of sparked the way that we sell things today on the web. I don't think that concept was really out in people's minds until this whole dot-com thing happened. And I think it was a good thing that, that it did happen and these businesses did fail because now businesses that already had solid business plans, that already had other ways of selling their goods, now they're thinking, okay, well, that didn't work for them, but you know, we actually we do good business already. Maybe we could go out on the internet as well and sell things that way too and maybe draw in a little bit more, a little more audience that we didn't have before. So I think it really changed the way that things happen because, you know, there's there's got to be some reason why things are the way they are these days and people 
buy lots of stuff on the internet. The internet is really, really big business these days too. I'm sure we know this. Things like MySpace and YouTube are huge. YouTube sold to uh, Google for I don't know how many billion. It's just insane. And they make their money from getting people to visit those sites and selling ads to companies. And by doing that, they were really able to kind of flip-flop what was going on there because now they're getting paid just for bringing people to the website. They don't have to sell anything to them anymore. They've already made their money once the people come there. Actually, they've made their money whether they come there or not, but they made their money based on the fact that people will come there. So what they've done is they've actually put put into their website something that they can use to interact with the user and let the user become the publisher of something, like YouTube. Those videos, those are home videos. Those are videos from other people. Uh, MySpace. You get to go in and you get to make your whole little web page and make it very easy for you. You can make it very complex if you want, but if you don't know anything about what you're doing, you can still go up there and make a little page. And they're just banking on the fact that you're going to be up there and that your friends are going to be up there. And you're going to see the ads that are up there and maybe once in a while you might click an ad, you might go to one of those businesses and buy something, and that's what those businesses are paying for. Uh, it's a very smart model, I think, uh, that they don't actually have to, to sell something. But, you know, there are plenty of businesses out there that also use the internet to sell products. And this is what we really have to key off on and take advantage of. And uh, if there's some way that you can think to make it that much more appealing for people to come to your website, maybe you do offer some kind of free service. Maybe you have you know, a podcast like I do, and you offer a free podcast that helps somebody out with something, and then on that same website, you're trying to sell something else. It's another good way to bring traffic to your website. But this is what we're going to be talking about, like, how are we, what are we offering and how are we getting people there so that we can really monetize what we're doing here? The keys to the game. Our key command for today is kind of a basic one. And I know everybody out there probably doesn't use the letter keys to select tools. And we're talking about in Photoshop, Illustrator, and InDesign. You can actually press different letter keys to get into different tools without having to go over to the toolbar and click it. As I said, I know everybody doesn't use these. I don't even use all of them. But basically what I do is the tools that I use all the time, that I find myself having to switch back to all the time, I learn those ones. And two of those that are very, very important that I think that you should always use are the direct select tool and the uh, regular selection tool. So in Photoshop, Illustrator, and InDesign, the, the, the selection tool, which is the black arrow, you can get that by pressing V, as in victory. To get the direct select tool, which is the white arrow, you're gonna press A. Again, that's V for the selection tool and A for the direct select tool. Doesn't matter what platform you're on. So we talked a little bit about where we are going to try and sell our goods or where the easiest places are to try and sell our goods and, and how those things kind of evolved into what it is today, why people go to the internet to, to buy these things and uh, started talking a little bit about how we're going to get those people there. So what are we going to, what are we going to actually make and what are we going to sell? What kind of goods can we get from our services? Now, obviously the, 
the easiest route, well, not the easiest route, I, it's not easy, but the, the first thing that would come to mind, I guess, would be doing freelance. Pretty much every person that learns graphic design, probably at one point or another, takes on at least one freelance job. Many of us start our own businesses. They might not do very well. They might do very well. We might just get a couple of projects here and there. Maybe that's all we want because that's all we have time for. But I'd say probably 99% of people who go to school for graphic design or who do graphic design as a job have some kind of side thing going on where they also do freelance for somebody else. And this it's just a logical step because we already know how to do it. We can offer the services. I think the one thing that people uh, don't realize, though, is that you still kind of need to have a business plan when you go into these things. You can't just uh, pick up a job here and there and expect to pay for all the stuff that you need at home to be able to do this. Now, if you already have the money to be able to buy all your hardware and software, then more power to you. That's easier for you. You don't have to worry about you know, making a certain amount of money. But if you are trying to finance these things to actually build your business and make it go, then these are things that you have to worry about, of course. So freelance isn't always for everyone. You know, you have to actually deal with the customers yourself. You have to deal with uh, your bookkeeping and billing people and keeping up on that and making sure they pay you. And these things are not always the most fun things to do. So not for everyone, but definitely a logical step of how to uh, monetize your skills. Uh, another one is to enter competitions. And we talked about this before. Uh, basically in just building your skills, it gives you another project to do so that you have another challenge to overcome. But also a lot of these contests actually pay money. You might get like a thousand dollars for it, or you might actually get some kind of free thing, like free access to a a tutorial website or, or something to that effect, free magazine subscription. A lot of them though, they do pay money. They, they have some kind of cash prize for the winner. So that would be another way to make money. It's not a very efficient way to make money because you're going up against several, several people, although you would be doing that, you know, in your business as well. But, you know, it's not exactly easy to win competitions. But that is a way to uh, maybe make some extra money there. You could also sell your artwork. And for this, I kind of think like fine art would be something that you would sell. Photography is something that's a little easier to sell. And uh, actually, let me back up to fine art. Fine art doesn't always have to be, you know, paintbrush and uh, or pencils and all that kind of stuff because, you know, not all of us have that skill. Not all of us are able to do that. And I wouldn't really consider that graphic design. That's art. Um, but there are different things that you can do. Uh, if anybody's ever heard of Bert Monroy, he does digital painting. He does paintings in Photoshop that are simply amazing. They actually look like paintings, but he does, he makes everything from scratch in Photoshop. You ever get the chance to see one of his seminars or I believe on lynda.com, he has some videos about, uh, uh, what does he call it? Digital painting, I think. Very, very cool stuff. And uh, you can actually learn a lot from him as well. But something like that, I mean, if you can do something like that, that's something you can actually sell as fine art. Yet you made it on the computer. You didn't have to paint it. You didn't have to draw it. And... Uh, very cool stuff. But photography also, uh, we're, we're going to talk in a, in a few about other ways to sell photography, but if you're very good at photography, you might actually be able to have your photography sell kind of like a painting would. 
if you can set something up and, and maybe get a show of your work or go in and collaborate with others, uh, a lot of times you'll go to like farmer's market types of things or little uh, street fairs and people will be out there selling their photography that way. That's another way to get it out there. But um, just actually selling the artwork that you make sometimes is an option for you. Uh, again, it's not going to be an option for everybody because you have to have specific talents to be able to make artwork that people just want to buy that way. But, uh, you know, if you do have those talents, that's a, that's a good way to go about it. Another way is to put your art on clothing. And I think this is probably one of the most common ways that graphic designers make money. Not only just making artwork for other people on t-shirts, you know, a lot of people make band t-shirts, uh, small business t-shirts, anything like that. Anything that's kind of a fad these days, it always ends up on a t-shirt or a hat. Um, a lot of people start clothing lines with just graphics. You know, sometimes it's not necessarily who made the clothes or what style the clothes are. It's just normal style that anybody would wear, but there's some kind of crazy designs or graphics on them. And that's what makes it yours. That's what makes it that special line of clothing. And that's another way you could go if you have ideas for that. Um, perhaps that that could be a direction that you go. Now, there are other things to figure out, of course, like where are you going to get those clothes from that are, you know, not a, a designer label. But, you know, that's that's a direction that you could go. Something with the shirts and hats, though, I think that can help you as well on the promotion side is if you make your own shirts, you have your own business, your own company name, you make a killer logo for it, you put that on shirts and you wear it out everywhere. Maybe you give some to your friends and have them wear it around and uh, make sure you have some, at least something, you know, some kind of recognizable logo that people will remember the name. Maybe you put the uh, website on the back or something so that they know where to go. But a good way to both promote and then also, you know, possibly if you make a cool enough design, you could possibly sell those things as well and make some money that way. Now, when you make these clothes, uh, there's a couple of ways to sell it. You know, obviously you could sell it from your website, but like we said, that requires getting people to go there. You can also, in a lot of stores, you can put things on consignment. Now, it might not be the bigger stores that carry like the brand name clothing because I'm not even sure how it works, but they might have contracts with those people. But, you know, a lot of the smaller stores where I live, it's like it's like a little beach community and there's tons of the the little closet stores where they sell used clothing, where they sell basically they sell things on consignment for for different small designers. You might be able to take t-shirts or something like that into a store like that and have them sell it. So that would be a, an easier way for you to get your stuff in front of people's eyes. Another way is to take advantage of multimedia talents that you might have. You can basically make a DVD from start to finish. Of course, if you have the skills and if you have the computer equipment and the software. Now you can do this a very simple way on something like iDVD. It's not going to be super professional, but you know, Joe Blow consumer might not even notice that. iDVD is very simple. It only lets you make, you know, the opening page and you have some links on it that go to the different chapters of the different movies. When you get into something like uh, DVD Studio Pro, it allows you to make a very professional DVD like you would find for a movie. To where you have your opening screen, you actually have other screens that you can go to with transitions in between them. 
you got chapters, you got slideshows, you got everything you want. If you know how to use this, you know how to use something like Final Cut Pro or um, Adobe Premiere on the PC or Sony Vegas or whatever, the million different uh, editing programs that are out there. And Adobe also makes, is it Encore? I can't remember. I think it's Encore. Encore DVD. So they have their own DVD authoring software as well. Basically, you can do this whole thing at home. You can get it all the way to the point where you have your one DVD made and all you have to do is take it to, you know, somebody that can replicate those. You could take it to something like Disc Makers, DiscMakers.com. They do that a lot. Um, they do that a lot. That's their business basically is to replicate things. They make the package, packaging for it if you need. So they can do that. But there's another thing you can take advantage. We know how to make graphics for packaging. You can actually download templates from disc makers and make your own design for your packaging and send that in with it. They'll replicate the CDs. They'll print out the inserts that go in the DVDs and package it all together and even shrink wrap them for you. So basically, you're cutting out a lot of steps that if some somebody who doesn't know how to design wants to make a DVD, they just have to come up with the idea. They have to get somebody to film it, which is something maybe we could also do. They need somebody to create the DVD, which, of course, we can do if we have the software and the know-how. They need somebody to create the packaging, which, again, we can do that. And then they need that final step of the replication and the printing and the putting together and the shrink wrapping and all that. So we're, we're cutting out a lot of steps there by knowing what we know. And this is why it's good to have lots of different skills. I know I kind of go back and forth with this thing all the time of whether you should be specialized in one certain thing or whether you should know lots of things. And I think the way things are going, it's almost like you have to know at least a few different disciplines. And the more things you know, the better off you're going to be. Because one, employers are, are demanding that you know several things. They, they want you to know print and they want you to know at least some web. So it seems the more things that you know, the easier it'll be for you to get a job first off. But the more things you know, the more you'll be able to do on your own. If you want to do something like this on your own and try and make money on the side, try and make money from a grand idea that you have. Another one would be CDs. CDs, very easy to make. If you're musically talented, you can make your own CD. There's software that you can buy. You could even use GarageBand. I've heard very good recordings come out of GarageBand. But you could actually record yourself and put that out and be able to sell that and not have to go to some expensive studio. Now, it's not going to sound as good as it would in an expensive studio. But, you know, think about the people you're selling to. Are they really going to care? Or do they just want to hear that music? Do they care what it sounds like? You know, back in the day, people used to record themselves and make crappy little demo tapes and sell those to people, and nobody cared. People would make their own packaging, and it was just totally thrown together. It sucked. But nobody cared. They wanted to hear the music. I don't know if that's the same anymore with the uh, CD quality technology and all that. But I mean, the way things are going these days, you don't even have to make CDs anymore. You can just make MP3s or, you know, AIF or WAV files and actually sell them from your website. You don't have to go through all the trouble of making packaging and, you know, sending out the CDs for replication and all that kind of stuff. Uh, another thing, if you're not musically talented, maybe you could make some kind of sound effects CD. 
People are always looking for sound effects to use on websites, to use, you know, in videos and stuff like that. Very easy thing to, well, I, I guess not very easy, but easier than music, you know. All you have to do is think of different sound, sound effects that people might need and record them, put them on a CD or sell them from a website. There's lots of free stuff out there for sound effects, but a lot of it sucks. So it's just, it's not a bad idea. Another thing is photography. There's lots of uh, websites out there that let you actually sell your photography. And this is what I was talking about. We need to leverage these websites that, that allow us to put our content up and sell it or make a profit from people actually using it or seeing it or whatever. iStock Photo lets you sell your images. You can actually upload your own images and sell them through their website. Now, this isn't going to make you as much money as if you are a spectacular photographer and have your own website and sell your own photography. You're obviously making all the profit there. When you sell something on iStock Photo, uh, I'm pretty sure you don't make all the profit there. I'm, I think they take some of it because they're doing you a service by putting it up there in front of the you know thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that already go to that website. They're doing you a favor by bringing traffic to your photos. So they're going to take some of that. Another one is the website that I was talking about that I put quick tips videos on. They actually let you put videos. They host them for you. I don't even have to host that anymore. And all they do is put an ad at the very end of that. And there's this whole model, the, the PPC, the pay-per-click model, that advertisers pay that website a certain amount to put their ads up there. And then the website offers you, which would be me, because I put videos up there, they offer me a certain amount of money if people click on the ads. And this is this is a model that's that's been used for years and years. That's what the whole banner thing is about. They actually, when you click on a banner, it has a certain URL that goes to a certain place that they can count and see how many people are clicking from this site that I put it on, how many people are clicking from this site that I put it on. That's how they know where to put it and where they're getting their money's worth out of this thing. And that's how they know, you know, I can pay more for this site because I'm getting lots of hits from it. But basically what we're doing here is we're taking some of our content, putting it on somebody else's website that already has tons of people going to it and then trying to either sell something or make money off of it by people seeing it up there. It's a very, very good thing to do. We need to just take our best talents and figure out how to turn that into something that people want or something that people need. That's the only way, that's the best way that you're going to be able to monetize your skills. And that's you know just the way of the world. That's the way of selling things is you need to find something that's either very cool. MySpace is very cool. Everybody does it, you know. Everybody has their own page and you can make it all custom and make it look like you. That's very cool technology. People go there because it's cool. Selling photography on something like iStock Photo, that's something that people need. And a lot of times it's probably people doing the same thing that we do. They're making some kind of ad or something. They need a photo that portrays you know, the feeling that you're, they're trying to get across in this ad. So they need to buy a photo. That's something that somebody needs. Um, clothing, that's something that somebody needs. It kind of falls in both categories because if it's cool looking, you know, maybe it's not so much that they need it, they just want it. But, uh, you know, these are, the, these are the things you need to be thinking of. Like, how are you going to make things that, how are you going to make these products that people either need or want? And that's ultimately 
what's going to make them buy it. Now you can use your talents also for promotion. And this is probably the most simple idea that we have out here is we can make things like flyers. If you want to stick flyers up on a bulletin board, there's bulletin boards all over the place in coffee shops and in, you know, all kinds of small shops like that. Of course, you want to make them stand out from everything else because if it's on a bulletin board with like 8 million other things, people might not see it. So you gotta, you gotta use your design skills to make sure that it stands out above everything else. Another thing is handbills. Handbills are very common for, you know, like music shows. You come out of a music show and guys will be handing them out to tell you about another show that's going to be happening. You can do the same thing for your, your services. If you have freelance design business, you can hand those out. Uh, I make things for this actual podcast and I actually left some out at the, uh, at Photoshop world. Just another way you can also go into businesses and ask them if you can maybe, you know, have them out on the counter or something like that. And again, you, you really need to get creative with this stuff. You don't want it just to be some little piece of paper with some writing on it. You want it to be, you want it to look spectacular. And if you have the money, go out and get it professionally printed and make it look good. Make it glossy or make some kind of, you know, make it kind of stand out because if it's just sitting on the counter and maybe it's sitting on the counter with a bunch of other handbills or flyers or stuff like that, again, like the bulletin board, nobody's going to notice it. It really has to capture people's attention so that they actually pay attention to what it is. Otherwise, it's not going to do any good. It's just going to sit on the counter and nobody's going to see it. Another one is posters. Very easy to make. And if you have, you know, a large scale, a large format printer, you, you could possibly even print out your own posters. Posters are good for maybe putting on telephone poles, although I'm not sure that that's legal everywhere anymore. I think they're outlawing, outlawing that in quite a few places. But we used to do that when I was in a band. You'd make your little posters for your shows and put them all over, staple them all over the, uh, the telephone poles. And then uh, I think it just got too much of a hassle. I think they actually, some places they would actually burn them off and other places they would have people come by and uh, pull them off. But anyways... You can also put them in some uh, stores, in storefronts, in the shop windows. A lot of people allow you to do that, so that's a good way to do that. When we get more into the paid things, you can actually run ads. And that way, you're only paying for running the ad. That's the advantage of having the skills that we have. You're not actually having to pay someone to create an ad for you. All you have to do is pay for running the ad. Now, I know that's that's not really that big of a saving sometimes, because... Uh, you know, depending on which publication you're trying to put something in, it can be very, very expensive. But, you know, if you stick to the smaller, smaller time things, they usually aren't as expensive. On that topic, if you have something that you really want to express feelings about, you can make your own zine. That's another thing that, that I remember from my, my punk rock days. There's all kinds of zines where people would collaborate and write stories, do interviews with your musicians and put out this little thing. And it, it didn't look like much. It was a little, you know, made out of white paper. Maybe it was like 20, 30 pages. But uh, if you're going again for a niche group of people that are into a certain thing, this might be a good thing for you to do. And you can put your own advertisements in it. Now, if you're making some kind of punk rock zine, you're probably going to only be able to advertise certain things like, you know, a punk rock shirt or something like that, because punk rockers don't do well with uh, commercialization. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, if you have a, a particular group of people that, that you can really appease by making something like this, that you can really reach out to, 
then that might be a good idea. Otherwise, I mean, you're just going to have to go with the traditional methods of buying ad space and putting your stuff in. And possibly, you know, there's always the chance that you can barter your services. That you can say, hey, you know, if you guys run this ad for me, I will do X amount of design for you. And that's always a possibility. So always keep your options open with that. If you don't desperately need money, a lot of times you're going to be able to trade your services for somebody else's services or somebody else's goods. And that's a great way to maximize what you're getting out of what you're doing. All we need to do here is just try and be creative. Be creative in your thinking. Be creative in your plotting and planning of how you're going to do, how you're going to go about doing these things. And you're going to be able to do a whole lot of things that others can't do because, you know, we have those skills that others don't. We just need to harness those skills and put them into the right areas and get them to work for us. Now, that's what I call a rookie mistake. Our tip for today is don't rest on your laurels. And resting on your laurels is just being content with what you have. Being content with what you're doing. And we, I think we said this before, you can't do that in design. You should always be trying something new. And this really is going to help you to exercise your brainstorming skills and your creativity more than just, we're not just talking about software. Last, last week we talked about it's good to keep up on your software skills because you might get rusty and people will pass you by. But on that same topic, you really need to keep up with your design skills as well and your creativity. Creativity is something that can kind of go down the, uh, down the toilet as well if you don't constantly try to think of new things to do. When you, come, when you become complacent is when you fall behind everyone else. We said that before. So you really shouldn't ever be satisfied with what you have. Even if you have a very good job and your job is fun, you enjoy doing it, and you do lots of great things, I think it really benefit you to come home every once in a while, maybe not always, come home and do an, a, another project. Maybe try and think of some way that you can sell something else and make some money and, and make some money off of the skills that you have. For people like me, it's essential because I go to work and my work is the same thing all the time. It's very boring. The style doesn't change much at all. What we're selling never changes. The strategies for selling rarely change. So I need to come home and do these things. It's like a creative outlet for me. It helps me to not lose my creativity at a place like where I'm working. But really just never being content with where you are is is a good way to be because it'll really push you into new areas that you might not have explored if you were comfortable with what you were doing and you said, oh, this is fine, I'll just, I'll just do this and when I come home, I'll just sit in front of the TV and do nothing. So really just try and push yourself always, not only on the software side, but also with your creativity and with your brainstorming techniques of coming up with new great ideas of you know how to design, what to design, or different ways to sell your design. Things are getting a bit out of hand. Looks like it's time to go to the bullpen. For a website today, I am going to beat a dead horse and put Rever in the bullpen. I just think this is a great website. Obviously, I think it's great in the fact that I want people to go there and... Uh, watch the videos that aren't on our feed anymore. 
Now, I do want you to still watch the video, watch the new videos from the feed. I want you to, uh, and I think it's more, it's easier for you guys to get it in iTunes anyway, so I don't really have a fear of everyone going over to Rever. But just so you know, all my videos are on Rever. So, let me ask you this. If you're going to watch one of my videos twice, possibly you could go over to Rever and watch it there instead. And again, we talked about pay-per-click and what that does. So when you get to the end of that video, just think of me when you see that ad come up and uh, maybe you can help me out. But uh, Rever, I think, is a very good, if you do video content yourself, it's a great website to put your stuff up. And then, you know, again, they're going to tack some kind of ad on the end of yours and people will watch it. It's just like a YouTube. So people will go there to watch the video. You know, maybe they'll click on it. Maybe they won't. This is the first time I'm telling anybody about Quick Tips being up on that website, and I've already had clicks. I've already had hundreds and hundreds of people watch my videos. So if nothing else, it's going to bring more people to the Rookie Designer website, and that's good. Another good way. So if there's some way that you can maybe make a video that in some way has contact information or something about it to bring people back to your website to where maybe you're selling something, selling services or t-shirts or something like that, That's another great way to promote yourself. And then if that doesn't work, there'll be that ad at the end. And if somebody clicks on it, you make money that way. So maybe try it out for yourself if you do any kind of video yourself. But definitely if you want to get the the old archived quick tips videos, you can go to rever.com and find them there. All right, let's continue with the dead horse beating. Please tell friends, acquaintances, co-workers, schoolmates, tell them all about this podcast. If you think it'll help them out, tell them where it is, tell them how to subscribe. I would really appreciate that. And uh, that would be great. Email program. If you want to send an email and uh, talk this show up to Communications Arts Magazine, to the editor there, you can send an email to editor, actually, check that, send it to editorial at comarts.com. That's editorial at comarts, C-O-M-M-A-R-T-S, Com. And you'll be uh, helping me out greatly if you do that. Let me just mention, I forgot to mention before, that you can always find this email address, as well as the bullpen, as well as all the other websites that I talk about in the show notes, which you can find at rookiedesigner.com slash rookie. That's our blog. If you're new to this podcast, go to that blog and check out. There's, there's archives. I was talking about archives for quick tips. There's actually archives for rookie designer. If you go to the blog there and click on the archive button at the top, you can find all the old ones that aren't on the feed. There's also a forum, which I think that you should definitely join. Uh, If you want to talk to me and talk to hundreds of other designers, you can go to the forum there and register and uh, let the conversations begin. Lots of great people up there to talk to, lots of great conversations. If you need questions answered, that's a good way to do it. Now, if you want to send me a question... You can do that by emailing me at adam at rookiedesigner.com. You can go to myspace.com slash rookiedesigner. And you can Skype me at username titanstrides. Now, I mentioned before that I used to have a phone number. That phone number is going away. So if you want to Skype me, just uh, most likely you're not going to be able to call me. Uh, although I am on my computer a lot, I don't tend to answer the Skype a lot you know, when I'm in the middle of a project. So the best way to get me is to IM me through Skype. Instant message me and I'll be able to pick up on that. 
and hopefully uh, get back to you and answer any questions or if you have any suggestions for the show I'm always very receptive to that as well so please contact me if you need to do so and uh, thanks for listening thanks for listening thanks for all the emails or the people that send me messages through MySpace thanks for spreading the word about Ricky Designer I really appreciate it it's the best way to get the word out there because I'm not advertising and uh, you know the more people we get in this community I think the more we can help each other out and and really benefit from each other. So that's about it for this time. Everybody get out there and start making money with your graphic design skills. And just remember, everyone's a rookie before they're an all-star. That one's high. It's got the distance. It's high.